This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977, nonstop every Sunday morning. Going to be talking about something that we, we've talked about uh, for over the last 15 years, the South Dakota Rock and Roll Music Association. Uh, there's a story about why we have to say that, but we have Willie Birch and uh, Jeff Gunderson with us. I think, first of all, why do we have to say the Music Hall of Fame? Well, one of the reasons is is we used to call ourselves the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, there is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, so they wrote us a letter and says, you cannot be called the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they made us change it to South Dakota uh, Rock and Roll Music Association. Otherwise, they were going to take us to court. They actually sent us a letter on that. I don't know. That might have been before, Jeff, you were in the... That was well before I... Yeah. yeah. Um, Right after we did it. I mean, they were aware of it, and so it's kind of a funny deal. Well, what are you going to do? We don't want to battle those guys. First of all, you are a museum, and tell us about that. Jeff, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, our mission statement is to celebrate, preserve, and nurture rock and roll music in South Dakota, and uh, the museum is part of the preserve, and we're located on the uh, second floor of the Washington Pavilion. So if you go to a program down there, if you go upstairs to the Science Museum or whatever, you're going to walk right by our exhibit and we're, we've been in the process of kind of updating it for a while. And, you know, there's there's different visions of how it, it keeps changing. We've uh, I just went down there, and, and uh, you know, last year, one of last year's inductees was the Cartwright Brothers and uh, Jeff Schwebach, who you probably know very well. He used to spend a lot of time down here. Gave me uh, some Cartwright Brothers paraphernalia that I had that I put in there, and that's displayed now. There's a guitar and, and one of the black leather hats they used to wear, a little drum thing that has their name on it. So we try to change the artifacts that are in there out and hopefully um i hope we'll we'll be expanding that a little bit so we can have a little more um room for actually memorabilia and pieces that you can look at so right now another band that was inducted um the same year my band wakefield was inducted was asia and we have a huge marshall stack and a guitar that was played by michael coates who is the guitar player for the band asia which is a band from south dakota and people are probably familiar with the band asia from the 80s that had a lot of hits before that band, there was a band from South Dakota, and they had two albums out and had a song in the, I think, the top 100 of uh, Billboard. They were actually very successful, but a lot of people don't remember them now, which is one of the, you know, the museum kind of makes, hopefully, uh, gets people interested in, in a lot of the history we have here that they may not be aware of. We've had a lot of, of uh, great musicians come out of there, and seeing some of those artifacts and it might spark some curiosity. We have a kiosk now. That is still, we're still working on that to get it so that's an interactive thing. You can look up past inductees and, and whatnot there. So, yeah, it's a physical location to interact with, with us. Second floor of the Washington Pavilion. Second floor of the Washington It's Pavilion. free. And it's, yeah, absolutely free. And people can donate, though, if they want to support. That's, that's definitely encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, we'd love to have you uh, kind of become a part of this, buy in a little bit, I guess. And, and uh, you know, every, every bit counts, so... Well, actually, here at KELO AM Radio, Mark Cartwright, uh, the Cartwright Brothers, uh, we had a couple others earlier. Uh, Harley Worth it, Lord Douglas, uh, was one of the, I think, second-year uh, inductees uh, of the... Bill Van Dusen was another one. That'd be a fourth one. He's a recording studio. He was here at the first... I remember the very first one. It was in the Arcota Ballroom, and people were packed in and out the doors, basically. It was almost like uh, people would be standing at the door just to hear it. Um, because of the uh, uh, great sentimentality uh, uh, of people from those days, uh, it's not just rock and roll players. You got everything from 
you know, uh, dance halls, pavilions, to radio stations, to uh, we'll be talking about here in a sense. But uh, yeah, there was hard. I, I, I was inducted in the ninth year. Uh, it, it is something that is, is a night that you just want to be there because you'll see friends that you haven't seen, first of all, for a long time. You get to know some people from West River maybe you didn't know before, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. Now, something that you've done the last couple of years that I want to kind of get in now because people can still get in uh, the battle of the bands. They've got till I think, uh, June 30th to get in that. Tell us about that. Well, the neat thing about it is, is back in my day and, John, back when, when you were starting in the late 60s, early 70s, everybody I knew when I was in Sioux Falls, I was going to the University of Sioux Falls then called Sioux Falls College and teamed up with a bunch of guys from Augustana College, and we had a band called Sadlad and the Mourners, mm-hmm. which eventually evolved into the Apostles. And, again, everybody I knew was in a band. There was all kinds of bands. Some of the bands, you know, back in those days, and, and John, you remember these? Yeah, Sadlad and the Mourners, the Pilgrims, Those of Us, Bleach Boys, the Apostles, Moz Boys, Blueberry Buckle, Hurstman. They were all bands that, that were playing all over. And, you know, in those days, there were lots of places to play. Well, that's the idea. I, I think somebody told me once uh, before on this program that uh, there were 65 bars, so there had to be 65 bands. <laughs> yeah, really. Every weekend. And and it wasn't just weekends back then. They mm-hmm. had, a lot of places had live music seven nights a week. You yes. Know, we were busy. And those days are over, you know. So now these bands have no place to play. So a couple of years back, you know, we wanted to do something on a Friday night. Um, because we had the PA system set up for Friday and Saturday anyway. So, well, let's, let's have a battle of the bands. Um, and I said, there's got to be bands in town. I didn't know how many bands there were. Are there any good bands or what? So the first year, we got six bands. They, they, they sent us a five-minute video, a cell phone video. We don't want anything out of a studio because that can be doctored up too much. So if you're listening out there and you've got a band and you've sent us a, a five-minute video, go to the, the website S-D-R-R-M-A, South Dakota Rock and Roll Music Association, and you can send your video in there, and we'll judge. We'll take in the top six. The winner of the Friday night Battle of the Bands opens for the show on Saturday night at the Military Alliance. And that's a great place, uh, too, you know, as far they they got all of that video equipment and all of that, uh, uh, you know, lighting and all of that sound equipment. Uh, I thought that wouldn't be there when they bought the building, but it was still all there. They even got the limousine. Yeah, we're, we're excited about that. that that's going to be fun. You we're, know, the thing about that, too, was, John, is um, we were at the Ramcota for 10 years. But the thing about it is, is why not support the Military Alliance? I yeah. mean, it's local. We want to support those people. They're bending over backwards for us. They're doing a nice a really nice thing to, to let us have both Friday and Saturday nights use all their video equipment, all their sound equipment, which is a big uh, expense to us. Since we started this, our goal is to raise money to give to the little schools in South Dakota. Menno High School gets $1,000, Scotland High School Band Department. Trip gets 1000 I mean, 1000 bucks to a band department doesn't sound like much. But really, these little schools, everything goes to sports. Nothing go. The band department, $1,000 to Mitchell, South Dakota – isn't as much as it would be to Menno, South Dakota, because that, and we've given away $50,000 in scholarships. So that is our goal, to give back to the the music people in Sioux Falls and, and the surrounding area. South Dakota, actually. And the the uh, Battle of the Bands winners, they don't just get to open, they get cash prizes. We pay them um, pretty pretty good for a, for a young band just starting off to play for an hour. They get, or, I mean, how long are they playing? 15 minutes. 20 minutes. So if they, if they uh, yeah, that it's, it's a, it's, it's significant, you know, cash money for them to, to split amongst themselves 
or whatever they want. It's a thousand dollars for first prize, five hundred for second, and two fifty for third, which is more than any of us can make at any bar in town. You know, Sioux Falls has never changed. We make the same money in 1969 <laughs> as we make today. It's ridiculous, but that's the way it is in Sioux Falls. Well, especially if you split it up in a band, sometimes yeah. four or five people. You know, you got to play the sound guy, and your band probably needs some maintenance. Yeah. You know, your transportation. You know. Uh, it's hard to draw the audience that we used to back then because with all the options now, you know, I mean, I, I get it a little bit because, uh, but, uh, yeah, back then we'd, we'd play out in the middle of nowhere and there'd be a thousand people show up because people would drive forever just to see live music. Well, that's one reason why you give recognition to the ballrooms. There used to be a circuit of ballrooms back in those days and, and uh, a lot of good stories. We're talking to really uh, Birch and uh, Jeff Gunderson uh, of the South Dakota Music Association Hall of Fame, which is going to be at the, How many people can you sell tickets for at the Alliance? I think the Alliance is, uh, are we maxed out at about 1,200? I think, Jeff, it's I, something like I that. I don't have that number. Yeah. First year, so we're not 100% sure yet. I just it's, saw. It's a very good possibility it will be sold out, which which would be good, but mm-hmm. bad, you know, for for the people that can't get in. So there's a, it's a it's a little bit smaller than the room we had at the. Um, but but it's got a second second level to it. Yeah, there's it there's second yep. level. There's VIP suites. It's a it's just a cool venue. I, I really like the. It's more of an intimate cause mm-hmm. the stage. Kind of sets out into the audience, and the audience it's almost like a like a in the round. It's not in the round, but it's kind of. Well, you can buy tables. Yeah. You get large yeah. video screen there too, um, and good food by, by the way too, uh, in a sense. But the uh, museum. Uh, is, is what you can see all year round, but this is just two nights, the Battle of the Bands on the 29th of September. Correct. And the 30th of September will be, you, you, you want to be there all day because there's things going on in the afternoon, just people walking into each other and talking, you know, uh, taking pictures with each other, you know. Now, usually the Iowa Hall of Fame comes up too, don't they? They're after us. I think they're in August. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they used to have a table up there. They'd always come up to and and, and be able to you know talk to them too. They used uh, to have a presence there. I that's what I mean. When, yeah. Uh, my daughter helps take the door, and and there was somebody from the Hall of Fame that volunteered yep. to help us out too, and and we share ideas. You know, they would get some ideas from them. They get some ideas from us. And well, that's the idea. Is first of all, the music, the, the grants that go to the bands, and I mean the the uh, music schools. Thank goodness we still have it in those small rural schools and in Sioux Falls because there's a lot of places now that don't even have phys ed anymore. True. Yeah, it is sad. But, you know, um, the thing that really amazed me is is these bands that uh, come for the Battle of the Bands, these young high school bands. We've had some of these bands actually, you know, I've been around a long time, heard a lot of music, you know, consider myself uh, an expert on what's going on in the music scene. And I'm telling you what, some of these high school bands were just absolutely phenomenal. I said, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I think a lot of us were blown away. I was I was a little skeptical. I said, mm-hmm. kids even playing bands anymore, you know? And, and holy cow. And what the, the, the thing that impressed me the most is that when one band was playing, every other band, mm-hmm. all the kids were right in front of them cheering them on. Yep. And they, they get to see the old bands, too, and learn a lot from them. One thing that I, I've learned is that, you know, like the Apostles, you, you got together for your induction. Some of you guys hadn't played for a long time, but you got to get up in that stage, and it all came right back, didn't it? You know, it's amazing because some of the bands that we've had for our um, – that bands that have got inducted, Wakefield was mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, but there's a, a lot of bands that got inducted that – you know, these guys haven't been – 
playing together for a long, long time. But they get together it's like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there with some of these bands, and I'm just going, wow, I can't believe it. These guys were – because you know, in the – uh, 90s and stuff. I didn't go out that much and listen to stuff. I was busy with my life and raising my family and working. And some of these bands just, I said, you got to be kidding me. These guys are really good. And I'm, so the, our goal is on, on that Saturday night to put on a show. And every time we've had, we've never had a loser yet that since you've been around or since I've been around, every, every uh, Hall of Fame show is superb. I, I remember one lady looked like a grandmother got up there and played guitar like just crazy i mean everybody's <laughs> jaw dropped and yeah. they were drooling you know uh because there's a lot of people west river that maybe we haven't met that's exactly right and it is a statewide you know uh yeah we, event. we try that's one of the i guess criteria you know when we choose in bands it's it's not a it's definitely not a scientific method but we try to cover the state because you know a lot of us are from sioux falls and we'd end up getting all sioux falls we don't want to we, we, we try to cover geographically. And same with the Battle of the Bands. We, that's amazing. Yeah. That first year we had kids from, we had a band from Rapid City, a band from Mitchell. Where else? Pier? Pier. Yep. Yeah. All cool. over the state. Yeah. You know, well, so and, it's, and, it's, the, and the other thing about that that's neat is uh, one of the bands called, uh, uh, the band from Rapid City, they were called uh, oh, yeah. Rathco. She was on, the singer for that, the, the girl singer on that, she was on uh, The Voice. Mm-hmm. And she was on for like five, yeah, six, yeah. seven weeks. Yeah, Rowan got, Grace. Yeah, Ro, yeah. and um, Rocky Grace's uh, granddaughter, I think, or something like that, related to Rocky uh, Grace. Related, who co-wrote uh, Rocky Mountain Way. Ah. And, and quite a few other songs. He was in Joe Walsh's band, right? Yep, and she will be um, opening at the uh, Levitt this year. I talked to Nancy Halverson, and, and she is going to be opening at the Levitt, and so is uh, Aftermath is actually playing. Yeah. At the Levitt, yeah. Aftermath is another band that Battle of the Bands. They didn't win. They're gonna. And if you if if you were if you're listening out there and you were uh, at our Battle of the Bands and you did not win a prize, you are eligible to re-enter and try it again. You know, our criteria is we want almost everybody in high school. If you know you got one guy that's in college, maybe two, but we don't want any you know established bands. This is for the Battle of the Bands for the bands trying to get established. So. Well, you know, music is a part of our history. I, I worked at KISD downtown, and we had a what we call Teensville, where we turned the whole city, the Chamber of Commerce turned the whole city into a city run by teens, a teen mayor, a teen council, you know. And uh, we had a ramp dance that night. Uh, we brought in uh, Neil Diamond, which at that time he was just, you know, beginning. And uh, we found out you can't take 2,000 people and jump up and down at the same time on a ramp. <laughs> You know, that's amazing. You you mentioned that ramp dance. That used to be a big deal. Yeah. You, they'd have it on the ramp, and you'd have thousands of kids there. And I, I tell that to my, my kids and my grandkids, and they think, well, Grandpa, he, Grandpa's a little windy. He's uh, talking. But, but like Jeff says, back in those days, there was nothing else to do. So yeah. to get a 1,000 kids downtown, that was no big deal yeah. at all. Or some of our ballrooms where we played at. There's nothing else to do, so everybody from 50, 60, 70 miles came to the dance to meet their buddies. Yeah, I hear that a lot. We we had a Wakefield, the band I was mm-hmm. in, we had a reunion just last night. I'm still a little groggy from that um, in in Parkston, and the, one of the most common comments is either you played at our prom or I used to come mm-hmm. and see you all the time in, in Milltown. Milltown or Tyndall or one of those ballrooms that uh, you know that we used to play in every about every six weeks. We'd hit one of those. Well, we've had a lot of Sioux Falls people, you know, go. I, 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 there was a drummer that played with Jeff Rotol, I believe, right? Uh, Mark oh, Cranny. Mark, Mark yes. Cranny, yeah. He was around. He, uh, there was 
quite a few people from Sioux Falls that went out. Um, Willie, I, I think you'll remember back in high school, you know, you mentioned the high school bands, and you don't forget them either. This was back in the day of the Beach Boys. So we had a group of kids get together at Washington High and called themselves the Bleach Boys. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but they were great. Yep. They, and they played for a long time. They had a lot of fun. And you, you mentioned Mark Grant. I just kind of yeah. put a plug in. His drum set is at the the museum. So if you want to if you want to see the drum set that Mark Granny played, you can visit the Rock and Roll Museum at the Pavilion and see it. Well, you know, we want to talk to the younger musicians out there that you can have a life. You can, you know, uh, be something. Your music can last. It can be remembered. Um, you know, like I say, Willie, we're about the same age, but the 70s and the 60s, I think that, that's probably the best music. Uh, you know, we, we had the good old days back then. Well, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, those were great days. There were a lot, and, and it, it does amaze me, um, a lot of the bands that came up out of Mid-Continent, mm-hmm. out of Kansas, you know, the the Flippers, the Red Dogs, the yeah. Rising Sun, K-O-M-A, Spider yeah. and the Crabs. I mean, just fantastic. But these guys were just young college kids, but they had all the equipment uh, and, and – uh, Fabulous musicians, you know, they were really good. Well, you've got uh, KAUR as the radio station issue, Augustana. You know, a lot of people used to work there. Uh, you got Tempest Magazine, which was an entertainment magazine back at that time. You've got uh, Linder Music. Uh, that Where's that at? That's uh, in, what town is that in? I'm guessing Aberdeen. Well, you've been through a lot of the already, is what I'm saying, after 15 years. So uh, you got Terry Taylor as promoter. Yeah, Terry was in the in the 90s, and if you've seen the Pompro movie, he's featured uh, in that quite a bit. And he brought in Green Day. They played in the basement of the Nordic Hall back you got to be kidding big. So, yeah, he was he's kind of legendary back in oh, those times. Nordic Hall, a lot of weddings there. Uh, Spirit of the Music, you got uh, Zwarte. And, and Randy Zwarte. Yep. Uh, and I, I gave him guitar lessons when he was just a little kid, and, and he passed away just uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, that's sad. Cancer, so. they, they were playing all over the place. Terry French, Gordon Bird. Uh, yep. Tell us about them a little bit. Well, Gordon Bird, I think he was uh, inducted the first year when it was at the uh, uh, Shrine yet, mm-hmm. I, I believe, Gordon Bird. But, yeah, everybody... On, and West River knew him, you know, like the back of their hand. Not so much on the East River side, but everybody in the way. And he was, you know, as big as Elvis Presley out in West River. Definitely worth it. Well, here we go. The bands. Corey and the Fireflies. Everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody knows that. And uh, Hot Rod, Chevy, Kevy. Everybody uh, knows Everybody them. knows them. They, like you say, the places that played Monday through Saturday, you know, played seven nights a week. That Hot Rod, Chevy, Kevy yeah. was usually one of those. Yep. Was, uh, you've got uh, Crank Starchild, Crank, and then Starchild, uh, Free Flight, and then Jeffrey, BBC. What's that, Jeffrey BBC? Yeah, uh, they were up from uh, Aberdeen, and um, one of their members is actually on our board of directors. And um, you, you, these are a bunch of old guys, just like me, but they're going to surprise people. I mean, you get these. I know it's, it sounds funny that the kids that are listening to this, but you get these 60, 70-year-old guys up there that can really play. I mean, they're not all uh, guys that, that haven't played for 20 or 30 years. A lot of them kept playing and off and on. But uh, there's we got a fantastic show coming this year. It's, it's going to be good. Yeah, That's Star, what I mean. Starchell, I was going to say, they were a big influence on my band, Wayfield, because mm-hmm. we used to go out and watch those guys when we were a little younger than them. And it's always kind of when there's a board member that's on the – in the band, they always kind of back out. So now we actually got so Corey is Corey and Fire Corey Van Sickle is on the board, 
and so it's it's always somebody else that brings that up and, oh, yeah. and they kind of you know and so star child don leardall was in that band but they were the first band uh that had a that i saw around here that had a very professional big sound and light show and they were they were doing material that that we really liked and yeah i'm really happy to see them well Corey was in california for a while he's had some hit records uh you know uh, the baseball song what is it uh uh, about left field in that pop fly, pop fly, yeah. pop fly. Well, yeah. they've had they've had a lot of success. A lot of they they've deserved to be in there for a long time, and I think the fact that he was on the board, we might have delayed it for a, a few years. But now, I think he, they're the perfect band in our new venue. That's that's going to be that's going to be a great show. But here's one of the deals too, John. The reason that we've got some newer bands like from the '90s and then maybe yeah. late '90s is because if we got everybody from the '50s. Our, our guys from the 50s and 60s, they're all 80 years old. They're not coming. Well, they're not around. You know? yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about the, the guests that would come. Mm-hmm. So if we got somebody from, say, uh, the 90s, somebody from the 80s, somebody from the 70s, somebody from the 60s, you can't get everybody in the 60s. I mean, you got so we got to spread this out. Corey's probably the newest uh, band, I would think, that we put in that would be the probably the... Not an old band, you know, like from the 50s. But been around a long time. But he's been around a long time, 25 years. still playing, yeah. that's, the, you know. Well, but you don't have to be. And after 15 years of Hall of Fame, you've been through a lot of the artists of those earlier days. There's not too many left that you haven't already well, invented. every once in a while we'll get something and they'll say, well, uh, we were the XYZ band out of uh, Timbuktu, uh, South Dakota. And everybody on the board has been in music all their life. Nobody's heard of them. You ask all your friends if you've heard of them. So they'll say, well, we played everywhere in South Dakota. How come we're not in? If nobody on the board's ever heard of these guys, and all the people that we know that have been in music all their lives have never heard of these guys, you just can't accept. It's kind of tough, you know. Well, music, um, what, what can you say? Good friends, good music, good food. Uh, September 29th and 30th is uh, well worth the ticket. And, uh, oh, yeah. And those that have been there before know what I'm talking about. Now, talk about lifetime achievement, and everybody knows uh, Jim Goings. Oh, he's coming, too. We, we, yep. I did talk to him, and he is coming. Um, you know, he had that band Santa Esmeralda, and yeah. they were all over. They went all over Europe, and, uh, and uh, it was a big deal for him. Big. Right. But anyway, uh, the... 2023 inductees for the South Dakota Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it's the 14th annual induction ceremony. If you were to add them all up, we've got well over 100. Uh, you, you know that are people can go back to whichever year they went to high school and see artifacts or you know things that uh, there's still some posters from the last couple of years. Maybe they can pick up from uh, that are left over a little bit too. There's a lot of that old oh, yeah. stuff, yeah, old yeah. posters, old brochures, T-shirts, DVDs. If you still have a DVD player. Well, that's how this got started. There was a, a guy that I had him on my program because we've been doing this in 77. They had all the posters from back then. And Doug Lund got together with him and, and they said, well, why don't we start a museum? Was that and, Fritz? Don Fritz? I think so. Because uh, he had posters from all the bands yeah. from back in those days. And that's kind of how this, uh, the whole thing, you know, all the fame got started. John Morgan was part of it. Uh, uh, Doug Lund. And, and uh, they've kind of passed the torch now to the younger <laughs> yeah, the younger <laughs> 70-year-olds. But uh, talking to Willie Birch and, and Jeff Gunnison, Willie, how did you get involved in this? Well, a guy by the name of Kenny Hoyne, who was on the board, uh, came up to me one time. I've known Kenny a long time. When we did our Apostles reunion at the Shrine, um, I had him b- bring a horn section in. Mm-hmm. And we did a reunion show, and uh, 
uh, sold a thousand tickets at the shrine. A lot of my old buddies and, and put a lot of people in. But we had uh, us and our sons. And uh, so I knew Kenny for a long time, but we got to know each other pretty good when we did the Apostles reunion. And uh, he just come up to me and says, hey, would you want to be on the board of directors? And I told him, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I, I happen still to be working full time, like you probably. And I says, I don't have time to do that crap. Well, he talked me into it. And uh, it's been it's been good because I've, I've run into a lot of people that I used to know 30 years ago that I haven't seen for 30 or 40 years either Yeah, that I knew back then. And I didn't even know they were alive anymore. It was fun. It, it is fun. Well, bring a camera because you're going to take a lot of pictures. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, the the uh, uh, whole thing is you get signatures from people that maybe you idolized that you, you know, didn't have a chance to meet back then. What was the thing from the Apostles you remember most of those days? Playing the ballrooms, the, yeah. the big ballrooms that are all, they're gone, dilapidated or tore down. But, you know, it's different playing a ballroom than it is playing a club or, or playing a National Guard Armory or um, those old ballrooms back in those days were fantastic because they were always jam-packed full 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. They were always full of people, and everybody danced in those days. Uh, then it evolved into later on in, in, in the, the band's history. It evolved into nobody danced. They just sat down and listened mm -hmm. to you. I didn't care for that as much. as The dancing days were fun, but they were all in the big ballrooms, you know, and uh, I love that. I'll never forget those. Well, uh, Jeff Gunderson, now you've been uh, with Wakefield. You've been with quite a few. You played with quite a few bands, haven't you? Well, the Wakefield is probably the one a lot of people remember me after that. We uh, most recently jukebox zeros. That's right. And we had we were actually together longer than the main time Wakefield was together. But uh, you know, mostly weekends, and we played you know locally a little more. We didn't travel as much as Wakefield used to. But that was yeah, I was very proud of that band. We did release a like a double length album, and. Uh, um, everybody in that band was just just awesome, just wonderful to play with, and we were doing some tougher stuff like songs by Boston and and Journey. Amy Ellsworth was our singer, and she can sing anything. And uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but those were probably my two main bands. I was with a few others. Kid Gloves was around a while after when I was going to college, um, and but nothing else really to to. <laughs> Well, anyone would probably remember Jeff, other than me. I know you teach guitar. Yeah, that's my main gig. Yep. Uh, what can you say to these high school kids uh, when they look at what can they do to, to make a living, a career out of this business? Well, if you're looking at making a career out of it, you got to keep in mind the people that you idolize and want to be like, they probably play their guitar six to eight hours a day. So if you're going to practice a half hour over a couple of days, you know, that, good luck on your hobby. And, that, and, and those words were spoken by Tommy Tedesco, who's a famous L.A. Um, studio guy. There's a mm -hmm. documentary on Netflix about him. And, and when he said that, that really resonated. Oh, I guess I better get to work. You know, it's, it's yeah, they, the, the people that you listen to, that's their life. You know, they, they're either they're practicing or recording or performing or composing. Um, they play their instrument all the time. They're, you know, that's what they do. Your, your dad goes to work at 8 in the morning, comes home at 5. These guys they play guitar and and they have to constantly practice and that's you know that's kind of my life on you know i'm always playing with you know I'm, i i do a lot of side things where a singer will call me up and say i need a guitar player here's my song list so i'll be studying those songs for the next few days and getting prepared for that or you know just yeah it's practice 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 it's just that old it's as simple as that 
Well, they thought the uh, uh, synthesizer was going to replace musicians. Uh, then auto-tune. Auto-tune has changed a little bit, though, hasn't it? It's, oh, I, I think the, the problem with auto-tune, and that's the other thing that, you know, back in, back in our day or back in the yeah. early days, um, there was no auto-tune, uh, no. none of this fancy. I mean, you had to have back in those days a lot of talent. I'm not talking about a lot of the groups nowadays don't have talent. But back in those days, there were no gimmicks. A fuzz no. tone was maybe, that's about all you had for guitars was a yeah. fuzz tone. And that was a big deal. But um, uh, I, I got to mention Mike Miller. Okay. Who was a, a huge, you know, one of probably one of the best guitar players that ever come out of Sioux Falls without doubt. He's playing with Boss Gags right now. He played... He was the guitar player for Chick Corea. Now, everybody in music knows who Chick Corea is. When you can say you were the guitar player for Chick Corea, because if you listen to Chick Corea stuff, you ain't never going to find one, two, three, four. And it's tough. But he, but Mike nailed it. I mean, this guy is, and you know Jeff oh, yeah. about he's, Mike. He's just a... Uh, he's he, not just one of the greatest guitar players I saw. Incredible. Florida. He'd be probably in the top you know, 20 of anybody's top guitar players nationwide. I, I think he's... he's September 29th and September 30th. Where can you get tickets? Um, online at SDRRMA, South Dakota Rock and Roll Music Association. Just Google it. Go to SDRRMA. You buy them right online. You can see your uh, table that you're going to pick out. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. And if you forget that, just just Google South Dakota Rock and Roll It'll come Hall of Fame. Yep. Really you'll, Birch, you'll find it. Really Birch and Jeff Gunderson, thank you for being with us on Forum. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. Yep.